0: Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. If I would have said to you at the beginning of the season, uh, Jeffrey, that uh, Vic Fangio's team won't have forced a turnover, won't even have a sack through three games. You probably would have said I was crazy. I would assume.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's what's got you know Broncos fans and the kind of just the sports world in general a bit up in arms because if anything, you know, I, I think we could have we could have standed for you know oh, the offense is going to be slow, they're not going to score a lot of points because we've seen it and we're used to that, so we were expecting that, but everybody was expecting this defense to be, you know, really good. And, I, you know, I came on here a month ago and predicted them to be really good because we saw them do some good things in the preseason and the things that Vic Fangio had done in Chicago with Leonard Floyd and Khalil Mack, you know, it just seemed tailor-made for um, Von Miller and Bradley Chubb, and I still think it is to, to, to qualify. But I think that's a big part of what's happening is – a lot of unfulfilled expectations right now in Broncos country. And so obviously it's a concern not getting um, sacks on the quarterback and not getting as much pressure as they would want to, would have wanted to over the last three games and no turnovers. Um, But I think some of the, the most visceral of reactions in Broncos country right now is, is due to the fact that, you know, this is the one thing we were supposed to be counting on is that we would get some sacks and turnovers and we'd figure out the rest and that's not happening. And so, um, I, I think the, you know, the blowback is uh, warranted in that regard.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree. I admit I am one of those many people that am just blown away that no sacks with great pass rushers like Chubb and Miller, uh, no interceptions with the pressure that they should be getting and a more aggressive style of defense underneath Vic Fanjo, it does blow me away. Uh, now, granted, you were taking on one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL here at least this past Sunday In Aaron Rodgers and it looked like you know and and give the Broncos credit you know they found the end zone in the first half and I think that's a step
1: in the right direction offensively yeah and you know if we're going to continue on the theme of things I wanted to believe if you told me if you would have told me within three you know in the third game of the season the offense would kind of be carrying the defense in terms of performance I wouldn't have believed you either um but that's kind of what we saw yesterday. Aside from the turnovers, I mean, ultimately why they lost the game is because the offense kept giving the ball away um, and putting the defense in bad uh, positions. But in terms of just overall performance on the field, I thought the offense played as well as I've seen them play in a while. Um, I thought Rich Scangarello called a great game. Um, and Joe Flacco played pretty well. You know, obviously there were some struggles in the rain. That one interception he threw, looking at the replay, it just, you know, kind of came out of his hand wrong and slipped out of his hand and so um, other than the turnovers like I said I I thought the offense put together a good game and finally showed the ability to kind of punch the ball into the end zone once they got down in the red area.
0: But still six sacks on Joe Flacco and even though they ran decently well 150 yards and Phillip Lindsay had 130 total yards and two scores I mean, still, six sacks on your quarterback just can't happen. That's That's got to get – I know the offensive line has been a question mark for the past couple of years. They've got to find something there if they're going to have any success down the road.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, you could – I haven't looked at the tape yet, but I think you could probably, from what I saw on the broadcast footage, some of those, you know, potentially go at the feet of Joe Flacco, who's holding the ball a little bit too long and maybe being a little indecisive, and then some of it – you know, obviously is on the offensive line who has had their struggles. And what's interesting is, you know, Garrett Bowles, we talked a lot about him um, after, you know, the last last week's game, he obviously had all those holding calls and he's been struggling, but um, I thought he played a decent game, um, not, you know, incredible, but I thought he was a lot better than he was the week before. And um, the other tackle, Elijah Wilkinson, really struggled. And, you know, I mean, the Green Bay's got a pretty good defense. Mike Petton has that, um, you know, group, coming pretty well and they've added a lot of talent um, throughout this off season. So Zadarius Smith was giving them some issues and, you know, obviously caused that strip sack that um, put the Packers, you know, in for a score early on in the game, but that was on Elijah Wilkinson's side and I think he really struggled in pass protection and and Denver's got to figure out something in their play action game. Um, Again, you know, got to look back at the tape and see, kind of what's going on in the blocking schemes there, but, you know, play action coming off of those, you know, boots and, you know, the run action that they're able to get through Scangarello's um, scheme is kind of a staple of this offense. And they've really struggled on some of those longer developing play action plays, you know, with getting pressure on the pressures coming too early in Joe Flacco's face. And so I don't know if it's, you know, keeping a tight end in the chip or, the way they're doing the rollouts or something. But, you um, know, we saw that again Sunday as well. They've got to be able to, you know, get those longer developing play action plays so that they can get something going down the field or get some of those boot rollouts going too. And, you know, they've been struggling there too. Jeffrey esri our
0: guest here from Mile High Report. Uh, your thoughts on Philip Lindsay? It looked like he finally kind of had his first really good game here of 2019 yesterday.
1: Yeah, Philip Lindsay is, what is he, five? five, nine and 190 pounds of all heart. He is um, incredible. And so I was, I was actually watching the game because it's um, out of market for where uh, um, I'm at currently. And um, was at a um, restaurant sitting there at the bar area, watching the game next to a Packers fan. Um, It happened to be, and he just kept commenting on, man, that guy is fast. That guy is so quick. And um, you know, Philip Lindsay's, he's picking up right where he left off last year. And that was good to see, um, you know, he, he showed good decisiveness. Um, I thought he is trying to, you know, finally finding his groove a little bit in this running game, those first couple games, you know, some of the blocking wasn't there, but then also um, it looked like he maybe missed some cuts or some reads occasionally, but, you know, he was finding his way through, um, Yesterday, and that was encouraging to see. And then, you know, Royce Freeman, I thought looked pretty good as well. He had that um, really good touchdown run that was called back out of, you know, the, the holding call that was, in my opinion, pretty questionable on Emmanuel Sanders um, that ended up calling back the touchdown. But I thought both the running backs looked good and the running game in general looked pretty good yesterday. Jeffrey Esri, Mile High Report, joining us here on the Morning Blitz. Uh,
0: does this, uh, according to Manuel Sanders' world of suck, come to an end uh, next week versus
1: the Jaguars, or do you see this uh, continuing on? I think they finally do get a win against Jacksonville, and these next couple games, I think, are, are pretty winnable. I think you could see Denver sitting at 3-3 three and three after this next stretch um, if they're able to put it together and not kind of spiral you know, to Manuel Sanders' point. You know, it's, it's, it's no fun. Um, Andrew Mason on Twitter put out a, a um, stat I think in the last eight games, Denver is one in seven. and so you know they're desperate for a win. I think they just need to get something under their belt. so I think they're hopefully they'll be able to get that at Jacksonville this next week and maybe at least get some type of you know positive vibes or momentum going um, to get them going a little bit and you know what's interesting is you know, last year under Vance Joseph when you saw the team even when they were winning there were signs that you know things weren't quite right or you didn't you didn't really get the feeling that they were going to get over that hump and put it together but this team you know even though they're starting out 0 and 3 I still see flashes of a good football team out there I mean I thought if Denver doesn't hand the ball away on some of those. And, and a couple of those turnovers were kind of fluky. You know, you get got the ball comes out of Joe Flacco's hand, weird, slips essentially in the rain. Noah Fant gets a big, you know, catch and run, and then the guy just takes it away from him. And, you know, those are kind of, you know, obviously – you know, you got to be accountable for those, and the offense can't give the ball away in that situation, but they're a little bit of fluky turnovers, and if those don't happen, I think Denver has a really good chance to win that game in Lambeau against the Packers, and so, you know, it's not all bad in Broncos country, and I think the team is on the uptick, even though the record doesn't indicate it. You know, everybody always just looks at the win and loss column, and obviously, you know, they're not getting it done, but I, see, I still see flashes of a good football team um, out there on the field, and I'm hoping they can put it together against the Jaguars and maybe get a little bit of a spark to kind of go on a bit of a run.
0: Jeffrey Essary joins us here on the Morning Blitz, as he usually does almost every Monday. You can read his stuff at milehighreport.com. Jeffrey, thank you so much for your time on this Monday. We'll talk to you next week, hopefully after a Broncos victory.
1: Let's hope so. All right, have a good week.